Now listening to the Flip Nose Podcast powered by Calier Basketball Apparel. Go inside the mind of Patrick Sumagat as he dabbles about the local scene culture, homegrown figures, and whatnots here in Winnipeg. First spot of the year, let's get it, Kuya. I'm here. I'm here with the legends. What I, what I meant, the legends, the godfathers of the game we call sneaker game here in Winnipeg. The founders of Winnipeg Got Soul. If guys, if you don't know them, drop your Jordans, drop the Yeezys. You ain't shit. Okay. Don't don't make us look bad. Okay. Um. What's up, Kuya Jerry? Kuya Yohan, kamusta po? Hello. What's up? Thanks you for having us. Salamat. So, the goal of the pod is like to bring local guys who do a lot of good things around the city. So, I stumbled upon Winnipeg God Soul. That's where I met Kuya Jerry. So, like, Kuya, tell us all about Winnipeg God Soul. Well, uh, we first started in 2013. Well, I was approached um, by a friend of mine at the end of 2012, December-ish. Um, he asked me to uh, do a, a, like a sneaker event, um, which at the time I, I was already out of collecting sneakers and, and all that stuff. So it, it took a time for me to to get back to him, maybe a month or two. And then so I told him, uh, if, if we do this for the city, because Winnipeg's never had it before, mm. right? Um, we need to do a charity aspect behind it, right? Not just hyped up shoes. People can buy this mm. and this, you know what I mean? There, there is the meeting be, behind Winnipeg's God Soul where we connect sneakerheads, right? That was when I tell him, he said, let's do it. So we reached out to a lot of um, charities in Winnipeg, like nonprofit uh, shelters in the city. So we decided on that at our event, we would collect sneakers. For Giving the away Jordans, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that was the point, right? Because a lot of the attendees that would be at the uh, uh, events are going to be sneakerheads, right? So what the less fortunate don't have, they probably never had a pair of Jordans on their feet before, a pair of Nikes or whatever, right? So that gave them a chance to get that, you know what I mean, that experience. Yeah, like how was the sneaker culture when you were like started, started like this, this was like 10 years ago, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, when I when I first started, it, there there was no actual culture 
there was no sneaker this and that diba? there was only like I like that shoe I'm gonna buy it okay right um, so that's where the love came if I see a sneaker if I like it I'm gonna buy it because I remember back home we don't have like outlets like Nike mm-hmm. you see that in like the magazines and then you order it and you call your tita tita <laughs> is my size December is coming wow. I want air more pippins like the big airs like but here how accessible like the sneaker culture way back it was easy there was no there was no lineup it was there was no fist fight i guess no there was there was none of that it was it was was at the store it was sitting on the shelf buy it right because like the recent release especially like the boxing day was telling my friend I'm hyping myself up. I'm doing push-ups. Like, <laughs> never know, man. <laughs> Things get sketchy sometimes. Like, you have to pump yourself. Be- prepare for a fist fight. Because some someone's trying to be smarter than you. Like, okay. So, like, again, my friends, I was mentioning, I'm having them. Like, the Winnipeg got sold founders in my pod. So, I was like, How? <laughs> and why I'm telling you because just in you're wearing Jordans but they kind of actually brought the culture here that's my take is it fair to say like you brought the hype here I, I don't I don't think we did oh, okay. I take I the credit not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, we would make take, take like take credit for any of that right there's a lot of sneaker heads that that been doing it since i've been doing mm-hmm. it and they've they're still passionate about it right and they're still doing what they were doing back then today right they're, they're not reselling they're not you know trying to make money off shoes they they're doing it for the passion the love of collecting shoes right? Qu- Qu- yeah. like what do you see about the trend right now is it like Dwindling down, going up. I I think uh, in the case of the market, there's there's a lot of more younger a younger audience for more fashionable shoes where they're it's like going beyond the sports aspect. Like the dad shoes is is coming back. Like I wanna I wanna buy a Mo- Air Monarchs. Right. So people are buying like it's a wide variety now. It, it's not the same kind of. Uh, genre where you're following Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you're gonna just buy Michael Jordan shoes. And it like if you don't play, it doesn't mean if you don't play hoops, you're not you can't buy Jordans. Now everybody like wears Jordans. Like I was telling Queer Jerry, come on man, if you're gonna wear Jordans, don't wear baggy pants. At least like <laughs> look the part, right? Well, that's so, a, that's the funny thing too. I mean, like when I was growing up. A lot of the kids were were dressed with the Jordans with the baggy pants, and that's just a whole new era. Like now, uh, people are more uh, I don't know how do you say it. Like they're more hip to fashion. Mm-hmm. They're following blog like that. The media outlets and the availability of these sneakers are always there. Um, not only uh, there's resellers, but there's people crossovering from the sports aspect to fashion like Kanye West is a musician whoever thought yeah. he would have his own signature shoe right Kuya, I'm gonna sidetrack like 
what caught your attention like okay like for me i'm not i don't consider myself as a sneakerhead i'm a freak collector of pink shoes right so that caught my eye what type of shoe what brand caught your eye um that's actually kind of funny because like for me growing up i actually grew up with jerry's older brother and he would be wearing the jordans and for me i was more of a window shopper so i'd be going to the store just like wow that's amazing like to obtain shoes like that at such an early age and having your parents kind of support your decision to spend that kind of money uh, for me it was always comfort uh, i always kind of looked towards like air max one mm-hmm. and as i got older it's like extreme comfort i'm wearing ultra boost uh, are you, you you're going for comfort yeah. now yeah absolutely there's nothing uh harder for me than to wear shoes that look good and i can't even walk a day in them and i travel i love traveling so how about you kuya what's the question again like what <laughs> shoe caught your eye like oh i'm gonna start uh, um when i was first shoe that ever caught my eye when i was a kid i was about i remember i was like six or seven years old was a stan smith right my dad was wearing that shoe, you know, he wore that forever. He's still wearing it now because I just bought him like two pairs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was a Stan Smith. And then from there, just, just the simple, the simplicity of that, of that yeah. shoe, I fell in love with. Right. So when, when the Jordans, I got my eye on two Jordans, it was, it was the Jordan six, the Carmine's was, was my number one all time fave Jordan ever. I remember my Tito. Like he rocks Stan Smith also. He was telling me in Tagalog. It's like a responsibility. If you're gonna rock Stan Smith, you better know how to clean your shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kinda like Spider Man. It's a gift and a curse. Mm. So yeah. yeah. So Kuya, I'm gonna sidetrack again with the other stuff. Like how like I'm gonna ask, like, how much for should I use first? Like, how many shoes you you collected from like way way back? Oh man, I'm the wrong person to ask. I, I think the aspect of what it pays out soul is that we have the OG sneaker collector, and then you have me who never was able to afford the shoes, but I always loved it. When I got older, uh, I do collect probably like two three pairs a year at max and that's just me trying to just survive in this world you hate it yeah uh i honestly i don't know i i I could keep count right now when i moved into my new house this was 10 years ago probably like 250 um there's probably still more shoes at my parents house you need a therapist now (laughs) but that's that's something you also remember but then again i i already i already donated most of it right like there's no use for it if, I don't, like, if i'm not wearing it somebody else can like for me if i know there's a release i'm doing all the good <laughs> deeds prior to the release because <laughs> i only have one shot at this like she would know if i sometimes i would sneak in the shoe like i already mm. bought but that's how i prep myself like i have to do good deeds to buy a shoe because he's gonna get mad like the boss <laughs> Like it nowadays, like you see the trend, the cost of the shoe from way back is, mm-hmm. you know, it's more for profit now. 
do you do you hate on the resellers hustle or what's your take on that um i can't look at it in a negative light and that's because like since we started pretty much all our events kind of revolved around the resale aspect uh at the same time uh there's people selling fakes mm-hmm. um there's people getting, getting beat up yeah getting beat up through trade uh yeah meet, meetups uh but in the end it kind of teaches a lot of kids like a real hustle that the everyday kid has the opportunity of doing it's kind of amazing that some of the people who follow us uh since the beginning they're just adolescents and right now they're in the game and they're making good uh money mm-hmm. they're also making mm-hmm. good connections networks uh they're knowing how to treat each other better uh and it's just beautiful to see i mean from the time we started uh we were the only ones doing the events and since then and that's the whole essence of the Winnipeg God Soul like, mm-hmm. to get yeah. back right yeah and it's a blessing that they even consider us to be at their shows to collect shoes for them they could do it themselves but they still look to us like you know these guys take it seriously and and that's that's all we're trying to do is just kind of inspire people to be their own innovators of you know kuya like for like sneaker convention do they reach out to you like do you want to open a booth or open a table we uh we actually reached out to everyone right because at that time there wasn't going on mm-hmm. nothing going on with sneakers or or vendors or local clothing apparel so we reached out to them and they said yeah we'll do it and it was a, our first one was probably the best one that I'm going to say I don't know if he could agree with me but I think that's probably the best one we've ever done so far you're talking about the our first sneaker first swap yeah. yeah um yeah speaking on what Jerry was just saying I I totally agree I mean we had no expectations we didn't know if there was a community for it or an interest uh people came we had so many boxes there's there's over a thousand pairs of shoes donated and seeing that the types of shoes that were donated like people had shoes to give cuz like in the community right now whatever you say it's kind of like bible like you're kind of like policing sometimes you, of course you can't help you see the comments like <laughs> they're dissing each other that's yeah, a fake that's a fake yeah. when do you step in cuz like again whatever you say here it's bible to us like you see sometimes they're arguing about oh your price to why what's that his hustle so you, did you encounter like anything like that that's that's there's a great area mm. on that because everybody if you're reselling they want to make money right and if if that's what you want to do then make that money you know don't don't try to like if i was a customer and you're selling a shoe for 800 bucks and i try to get down to 500 and you know um that that shoe is going for more than 800 don't do that okay. that's that's disrespectful you know what i mean if you're going to buy that shoe for 500 and i know you're going to wear that sneaker then i'm going to let you buy it for 500 right but if i know that you're going to buy it and you're going to resell it after i resell it that's not happening cuz what you two guys are doing like i don't say like nobody would like i know my friends they're not going to donate shoes like like 
for you guys you you're acting on like pure goodwill like how hard to let go of a jordan that you wore and you loved before it's it's not hard you know it's you you've done it already you wore the shoe sitting on your shelf for three four years but nobody's gonna wear pink (laughs) there's always going to be somebody right there's always going to be someone this year (laughs) with the native pair every year this you know it doesn't have to be jordan's it is it could be anything so i'm gonna sidetrack again what's your top three shoes right now like like right now or or like you collected oh man most valued pair i don't honestly i don't have i don't have i can't choose there's no point in shoes it's just shoes to me right before if i was younger i would have told you right away but now it's just shoes bread yeah (laughs) It, it doesn't matter to me anymore right you know like i said you've been there done that like i love shoes i still love them I'm I'm just going back to where when I was younger. If I want to see a pair of shoes, I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy an off white. I'm not gonna buy a Supreme collab. None of those collabs. I don't care about that. I feel like because I resided in Singapore before, and the sneaker culture is about to pop out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Nike, Foot Locker, Champs should give stocks to Pinoy's. Cause mm-hmm. we're crazy about mm-hmm. shoes, you know. It's it's. Not a I'm just being a hundred here. House of Hoops. I read an article. They would check the demographic, cause like our culture is, we spend, we spend on food, we invite friends, and you know there's a cookout, mm-hmm. and our money goes back to the shopping malls. You gonna start window shopping, like. That's my take. Nike and truth Nike makes Filipino shoes like they pay tribute to us like the Kobe Sinelas the Hyperdunk Manilas it means we mean something to them mm-hmm. so like that's one of my I was like browsing around I want to buy that 2009 Hyperdunk Philippine shoes but um yeah how, much are, going, how much are they going for? Six hundred oh nine. Wow. It, it's kind of funny too. Like I mean, when we we were doing our events, we see the people like our age uh, in the beginning. Um, it gradually got younger and younger. Um, people born in the city, immigrants to the city, and everyone had feet on their feet. It was out of control. I've never imagined that people were really that into sneakers. And just seeing it, it's like, it's huge. It's such a huge industry. Especially when the immigration process started to pop out. I see a, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of your relatives. Because, mm-hmm. like, when, when I was in Singapore, like, back then I don't have money. Like, most, if, I, 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 I told myself, if I have money, I'll buy a shoe. Then, it started from that part like when you start earning money spending 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 uh, most of them are friends <laughs> so Koya like I, I check your Instagram like what's like the underground in boxing oh the underdog, uh, underdog. underdog. Um, well it's it's a friend of mine he runs a gym 
through Shaosherbuk Fitness. Um, his, uh, I guess his club is called uh, Underdog. Um, what is it? Underdog. Underdog. Underdog Training Method. Um, but the boxing aspect is uh, UBC. You're the head dog. Uh, yes, um, along with uh, uh, this guy named Jason and with, with Lester who runs the gym. Um, I left my old gym. Um, trying to start something new, um, introduce boxing to a whole different uh, genre of people. So hopefully it works out. Like the trend right now is you see kids doing more mm-hmm. boxing like like before because I don't like I, I don't recall anyone like my friends. What are you gonna do in your spare time? I don't hear anyone like I'm gonna box. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no yeah. Um, my my friends they have they they want me to ask you this. Because, um, <laughs> Are you single? Uh, no, like okay. they got this quick fire question, okay. and they want. Oh, for me. Oh. Both of you guys. Okay. Like, ask any okay. questions. Some people, other people. Um. What's your crazy sneaker story, like camp, like experience? Um, for me is uh, when I got my first pair of Carmines, you know, you'll never forget that moment. Um, my dad, my brother, we all got them. This is 91, 92 around there. And I wore those every day, school, home, parties, wherever, snow, rain, every day. How, did you camp for that you or no no back then there's no 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 cafe no, no no propane tanks no, I, no. I, I still have the box it was 169 dollars damn so my friend rj ramos shout out to you pare but yeah this goes for both of you do people comment about the stuff that you're doing like your mom your wife because you're spending your time doing this and it's like sweat equity so did like are they like supportive uh for me i think one of the stupidest things i've ever done uh i think i was working at a place for 10 years and i was assuming i was going to be a lifer and i was like okay here we go i guess i'm not going to look for any more jobs i got laid off in 2013 and the first thing i did was ask jerry if i should buy the this pair of was it Jordan Steel? Uh, Jordan Steel 10s with the toe cap. The yeah. OGs. The toe cap. Yeah. And uh, he said, go for it if you want to. I had extra money. I, I was kind of like in no regard to buying shoes, especially that they were not my size. I think they were nine, nine and a half. I'm like 11. And it's just something I just felt like doing. And today it's just sitting on my shelf. I do have a son now, so I'm thinking maybe, maybe. if the shoes stay in good shape and survive another 10 years you could probably fit though what do you go jerry what's like, that like comments about uh, you know like I, I, we wouldn't be doing this without the support system that we have right and my wife my parents my brother they, they all support it because they know what we're doing we're doing it for good things right so the, the support that we get from them it's it's unreal. I mean, we, we can't ask for anything else. Oh, Kuya, one more question for my friend. <laughs> I don't even think you answered that question correctly, but yeah, let's go. No, because, like, 
they wanted to ask you guys like who's gonna continue Winnipeg Gato? Like of course it's not a two man show, you need help. Well, where do you see the Winnipeg Gato next five years? Do you need help? Need sponsors? That's a great question actually. I mean, um being a two man show, like literally two man show we've seen our ups and downs of being in it especially you can totally just check our instagram it's it's lacking post mm. uh, we don't have a website um also just maintaining it and continuing it when you know like i don't know god forbid something happens to no. of us. um but we do have our children and i don't know if they have real interest in the thing like we're, we're trying to instill uh that same kind of upbringing that we were brought through where we, we hopefully know it goes on because um, yeah before i migrated here i researched the culture here okay. and first thing came up like Winnipeg got so okay i'm home uh, oh wow really because <laughs> i'm i'm, I'm like, so like i'm gonna ask my kuya like Kalia Basketball, sponsor Winnipeg Gatsol for the merch. Like, anything you need, when I talk to the big boss back home, like, for the merch. And if you need volunteers, nice. try to help out. And if you got, like, updates and news, you're welcome to the Flip Show. So, like, we can do this, like, every, we can do this when you have, like, an event or before you have an event. So... Sure. The goal of the pod again is to be a hub for us, like to like mm-hmm. connect with each other and your market, our market. If imagine if we can just bind all all together, we can like if we, if we, if we're gonna do a shoe drive, I can talk to some of my friends also. So well, that's good. That like we always, I mean, we we we're still collecting shoes. We just don't post it nothing mm-hmm. like that we you know we're doing what we're still doing but we're not having we haven't had an event for how I many what two years yeah, we did our fifth year and we haven't continued that's when the transition from other people starting their own events start happening okay which is a great timing um but like uh just talking about when pays got sold we also gotta have a huge shout out for all the volunteers that mm-hmm. did participate mm-hmm. who are a lot of our friends and family uh, without them, I don't think we would have been able to pull it off. And like Jerry was saying, it's a lot of support for what we're doing because we're nonprofit. We yeah. never made much. I'll make money. Sh- shirts for you, yeah. Like when you next event, I'll, I'll, I'll pledge that. So the, oh, okay. So yeah, salamat kuya, salamat ulit kuya Jerry, kuya Johan. So plug ko lang, uh, follow us on. Winnipeg got soul, uh, underdog training, Method, yeah. <laughs> the flip nose podcast. Shout out again sa hoop junkie. Salamat sa pag plug. So so long guys. Kuya Jerry, Kuya Johan, ayos astig. Passion, 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 passion.